call your sponsor. Call your sponsor. Call your sponsor. You know, look a job search, basically, you know, and it's like, okay, the runway's running out. And are we keeping the light? Are we keeping the lights on or what are we doing? Do you know what I mean? Like, there yeah. are no, there's no plan B or plan C, although, you know, my experience has shown me in recovery, you know, with COVID killing my business before, you know, I was able to mm-hmm. have conversations and have a new job within seven days, which was a miracle unto itself. But there was action that was being taken, you know. Um, Whereas the split screen now is like, I'm like, oh, it's like that anchor is so damn heavy sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I think I called you earlier this week, right? About, uh, it it was something that was so obvious of a solution and taking it was so ingrained with my story of unworthiness then even when I took the action and it worked out, I still felt like I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. Just because that story was so old and so ingrained. And it took reframe, reframing it, which was the, the pivot, the spiritual pivot. of mm-hmm. Yeah, it was scary, but I did do the work. Yeah, I was afraid, but I did do the call. And a lot of mine has to go with when I'm even doing that kind of thing is, okay, baby girl, it's okay. It's okay that you're scared to pick up the phone right now and that you're, you know, worried about what people will think of you. That's okay. That's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, and just kind of, can you pick up the phone? Can we think about who you're going to call? You know, just taking it in those little baby steps and being very kind to myself along with all the ACA stuff, being the um, reparenting, you know, uh, so much in ACA where they talk about the inner child. And Uh, I remember being scared of the inner child and was suggested to start with the reparenting book. So it's interesting, right? So like the job search thing, if I do a split screen, like in sobriety during COVID, it was quick and easy. There was a lot of action. Mm. And now there seems to be this really heavy, heavy anchor. And the story, part of my story is that my motives have shifted and my values have shifted. And I think then sprinkle in a little bit of a layer of depression on top of it. But the motive and the thing, the money, the power, prestige, all of that stuff that was still there over COVID is since dissipated. And that's not the motivator. And so part, part of it is part of my story. I don't know how 100 any of this is, but is that that's not pushing me. You know, like I'm not fighting for this or I'm not attached to saying, you know, there's not there's not this result that I'm trying to 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 get, which I'm finding it so I'm in just like a whole new territory. It's like totally uncharted in the sense of like, oh, so what's there? Right. Right. Okay, if I can just jump in a minute, please and give you an opportunity to let yourself off the hook. Like Mm. one, during a pandemic, 
we don't have a job, there's this outrageous amount of pressure. Yeah. I mean, it felt like the whole world was ending, right? Yeah, so action, true. action, action. Of course, it, you had the wind at your sails because yeah. you're like, okay, I have got to take action. We are under enormous mm. pressure. And then now with everything going on in the world, it's like, yeah, who's motivated by anything right now? Mm. You know what I mean? Like the outside world and the circumstances are like, yeah, money and greed. It turns out capitalism doesn't feel <laughs> good. I can't mm. get motivated in that way anymore because everything's showing me that that's not the way. And it's, mm. of course, there's some mourning and depression and like I'm I'm depressed going how am I supposed to go to work and smile with everything going on right now <laughs> how am I supposed to go pretend and put on a mask and act like this spreadsheet is so important <laughs> like I validate your your stuff I validate it Thank you so much. This is liter legit what we're talking about. <laughs> I have my thoughts. There are 100 in my brain. Like I do a split screen of COVID now. I lose total perspective because right. I think I know, right? And that this is it. And so here we go. And then I take out the whip, you know. And right. I'm not gentle. I think I'm being gentle and loving. <laughs> yeah, but when we don't check in, how do we know? Yeah, well, because I'm on planet Sam, I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> Everyone's revolving around me; they're not moving quick enough. All of these things, and so thank you for reflecting back at me like reality, because <laughs> that's what I—that's actually what I heard in two is you know we came to believe that a power greater than. We came to believe that a power greater than us can restore us to sanity. I also heard could restore me to reality. Oh, that's good. I like that one. I like reality much better. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I called my sponsor this week and said, I need somebody smarter than me. <laughs> and she goes, well, I don't know if you're if I'm smarter than you, but we can talk about what's going on. Mm. And then she reframed and pivoted like I see a capable person that handled a solution. And I was like, OK, you are smarter than me. Oh, <laughs> mm. uh, it's kind of like Lila R talks about. We, you know, we both don't want to kill people or kill ourselves on the same day. So. <laughs> You know, we end up being Thank able goodness. to save each other, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and of course, now then I go back to my brain of like, okay, what are we doing? You know, it's like. Right. Oh that's And that's what it is. Top of the heap or bottom of the heap thinking. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that's where I need the equanimity. Yeah. I think, you know, for me, it's like the hopeless state of mind and body. It's like, this is my hopeless state of mind. My mind that thinks that I will figure things out, not be, yes. you know, do things the old way. Yes. And that's why I've been trying to implement the Maya Angelou thank you right away. Mm. Because for some reason, that gives me the miracle, the shift in perspective that I need. 
So it happened this week with something with work and it looked really scary. And I just went, thank you. Mm. And that gave me the time to pause and like not respond to the email Mm. and reread it because I miss words and I'm assuming the bad and I'm, Mm. I'm seeing somebody coming for my jugular Mm. and by saying thank you for somebody coming for my juggler it gave Mm. me a moment to pause and then I reread I'm like they are not coming for my juggler that was my brain filtering it through this is just a normal email that I can actually wait 10 minutes to respond to God, I so identify with reading the email through my filter <laughs> <laughs> and then replying and like replying and not waiting, not doing the yeah. thank you. Yeah. And then them replying back and then it be, being this whole shit show. And then we just get on the phone. We're like, oh, I thought yes. you meant that. And it was like, yes. oh, exactly. So exactly. Inaction actually has saved me more this week than action. Hmm. Um, so I think to top it off, one last boat analogy is <laughs> I've been playing around with this rowing the boat, right? And that for me, I've been I've been seeing spirituality and higher power universes behind me directing exactly where we're going. And I'm just rowing the boat backwards right and i'm just need to for me is needing to focus on what is the next indicated right. action versus right. forecasting like i don't like where, where we're going let's turn this way and then <laughs> me start you know <laughs> trying to juggle all these other things that aren't even in my scope of work you know yeah because what you're saying it's so interesting basically you're counting on you knowing the future yeah. And that and we all know that doesn't happen. Like we can never yeah. know. It derails, it goes off. But by doing all that and having the plan and then heading towards that plan is like I know the future. Here we go. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like when it's it's that thing of like whenever I make plans God laughs. But I do feel like it it does have a way of showing me like you are not the ultimate power. Mm. Yeah, it's just like your quote with when people fail me or people mm. that quote, which is so. What is it? People fail me and to remind that, me that people are supposed to fail me so that I remember they are not my higher power. Ugh. And so give thanks to Mary Sue, the receptionist at work that always forgets to tell you you have calls. <laughs> give mm. thanks to, you know, your son that ran out of his allowance and didn't tell you his bank was negative. Give thanks to, you know, your partner that said that they would show up for date night or the therapist and they're still at work at 7 p.m. Because mm. those people reminding you, we're human, we're not going to save you. And you are the one that's in charge of your peace of mind. So good. So good. So we're at our final five. Do you have a question? Mm-mm. You're on question duty. I'm on question duty. Okay. <laughs> what is there something that you uh, were judging a book by its cover and realized that it was better than you thought it could ever be? 
Oh, better. We went better. I like it. <laughs> um, Judging a book by its cover and thinking it was better. I mean, if we're going macro, it would definitely be motherhood. Mm. Where I remember being sober and just knew, yeah, maybe three or four years, but there was a woman that had more time and she just had a baby and she was at a meeting and she had to walk out of the meeting because her baby was crying and take care of it. And I remember I happened to be outside probably smoking a cigarette and just like, oh, like you have to walk out of the meeting to take care of this baby. (laughs) (laughs) And she started talking about nursing and I was just like, oh my God, you have to give up your body for this baby it was just like oh you know this seems like a lot of sacrifice no not interested and then I have a baby and I'm like okay this is so amazing this is Mm -hmm. like it felt so good to think of someone else and my brain again told me a story that if you think of someone else more than yourself it will be awful. <laughs> and it wasn't awful. It was like the best thing ever. Oh, beautiful. What about Love you? What's something, yeah. What's something you judge before and then is better? I think two things. One is, you know, whatever the, the spiritual growth is, right? Wherever that pain is. It's like, it's like, I don't want to go through it. And then after, if I look back on everything that I've gone through, every trial or whatever I thought was the worst, um, even just soap getting sober in the beginning, I was like, I don't want to be 26 living in my parents' home. Like, this is the worst thing ever. And it was like, lest I forget, I was evicted from my apartment. I was unemployable. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, I was being set up for something, you know? <laughs> um, right. Yeah. And then I think in this call, in this specific podcast, what's coming up the most is this, the trust, talk and feel where it's I'm just constantly reminded where I'm able to get in touch with myself, where I'm around people that are safe and whole space like you. Trust and feel is so can be so beautiful uh, and so healing. Mm hmm. It reminds me of what Michael Singer says, like, we have all these emotions and stories stored in our body. He, his analogy was, it's like you smelled a bad smell and said, oh, I don't want to smell that again. Let me put it in a jar with a lid on it and put it inside of me. Because we're basically like, oh, I don't want to feel that again. Let me hold on to it and put it inside my body. Oh. So much healing in the sharing. Thank you so much, Misty. Thank you, Sam. I'll see you on the next one. And bitch, call your sponsor. Call your sponsor. New episode tomorrow. Send us an email bcysponsor at gmail.com.